Hey all, Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits. This episode was taped during the weekend of the Miami Rum Renaissance Festival, and we got a chance to sit down with Seamus and Steven from Rum Rats. And I got a chance to catch up with them, and we taped this live on location at the uh, down at the event. So we were out on the road, and we taped the podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey all, this is Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits, and we've got a great, uh, you know, last minute kind of podcast episode that we're taping here today. We were down here in Miami at Coral Gables, and we ran into our guest here yesterday on day one of the Miami Rum Renaissance Festival, and we're going to learn more about these guys here. And uh, so, as I said, we started the festival off, and yesterday was day was a great first day of tasting and sampling and learning a lot about from the uh, Western Indies rum distillery and the companies that they have, as well as, uh, yeah, again, the samplings, right? So, of course, you know, talking rum in this episode, we also have a connection to renown distiller and blender Don Poncho Fernandez, but we also have some stories about the Warp Tour, too. <laughs> Which I, oh yeah, we'll get into I, it. yeah, I'm sure there's definitely some story. There's always a story, right? There's a story behind every bottle, right? So yeah, let me introduce to the, our guest to the podcast, Steve and Seamus of Rum Rats. How you guys doing? Great, great, well, good to be here. Yeah, so yeah, so so you guys are from Canada. Yes, sir. And you got and morning. So, so I'm from uh, Canada. I'll pull this up for now. There, there you that's go. That's it. Okay. That's fine. We got, we got the intro. Yeah, there we go. We We're got good. The, yeah, we got I'll the... be sweating. I'll be sweating that. <laughs> like, it's a little hot. S- sweating a rum from last night, maybe. Does that mask get a little funky? <laughs> yeah, I got two of them. I got a spare. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, if, if it gets a, if I'm dancing in that all night, I switch up. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, last night, we're taping this on the Sunday of the second day of, just before we start the second day of the festival here. Uh, where it's the grand tasting and, and all the exhibitors and uh, the guys that asked about where's the place to go eat last night. And it's like, yeah, you got to go to La Trova. You're going to experience the Miami. You're going to experience the Cuban feel, it was. the music, the, there's a lot of energy in that place. Unbelievable. Uh, we were, we got in there. We didn't know what to expect. It was packed. You got to book a table. So if you're ever going to La Trova, Cafe La Trova, cause there's a couple of La Trovas and you got to book a table if you're going to eat, and the food is phenomenal. Luckily, we stuck it out. We got a couple of drinks. We're just arm in arm. Bar space opened up, and they just started feeding us appetizers. One after another started giving us some appetizers. Yeah, we did give them a bottle of booze, and then the sommelier came over, got a little sniff. He thought, he thought this was fantastic. He said, I'm not a rum guy, but this is drinkable. You know, This is what I like. He, he had his poker face on initially. Yeah. You could tell he was holding up to the light, checking for the oils and everything, right. but then... His eyebrows gave him away because whenever he had had his first taste, he uh, essentially, you could tell he was impressed. So that was yeah, a good right. indicator for us. It's right. a great feeling when, uh, when you take a non-rum drinker and surprise them right. with something that they did not expect. You yeah. know, and that's really uh, part of the fun of the business. It, you know, and, that, and that's the, as uh, the book can be deceiving, right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that goes where Whatever the juice is in the bottle could be packaged really well and maybe not so good and yeah. vice versa. I mean, unless you're a, a, 
a long-term name company or very rooted and people know who you are, or, you know, things that are out of the Caribbean, you could put a very plain bottle. Sure. That's and, sure. and because people are, oh, that's so-and-so. Yep. But when you're new, you got to kind of, you got to kind of claw your way, you know, right? You're kind we, of. That's right. You kind of make a silk purse out of a size here, as you <laughs> say, right? So like we have to be cognizant so. of, you know, the brand appeal. It's don't judge a book by its cover and all that. So like whenever we walk, you walk into the liquor store and like that, like that's your first impression. Right. right? So like for us, uh, as we're, we're essentially starting out, the brand, the, the rum is the cornerstone of our brand. Starting out with a good product. Juice first. Exactly. Juiced forward yeah. thinking. And, you know, that came from where we got our lessons, you know. Um, and yeah. we, can, we can segue right into that. Yeah, no, like. that's, that's perfect because that's um, what I was wanting. I was like, yeah, so, you know, interesting name for a rum brand. And uh, <laughs> how, how did this all come about, right? Well... I mean, yeah. I, gr- wait, 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 gr- I don't think actually I even introduced actually the name, so, so that on me as so I introduced you know Steve, Steve and uh, Seamus, but so yes, Rum Rats. There we go. Yeah, yes. That's, now that's, we get the reference. Yeah. yeah. So and also Stephen's Irish, by the way. He's an Irishman. So so you said Canadian. I'm the Canadian. Okay. He's the European leg here. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do subtitles later for the uh, audio <laughs> podcast. Great. Closed captions. Closed captions. Right. <laughs> Available you know, translator. Uh, so, so the name, like honestly, uh, we're I'm an '80s child, uh, born in 1979. Okay. You know, kind of grew up in that '80s era, and you know that kind of skateboard punk rock scene, really like that. But then you get back to the Rat Pack and where my parents came from, and you, and that kind of, you know, that that it's not a negative connotation at all for us. It's it's positive, if anything. You know, you kind of, and it's interesting, and we kind of. Are, Tiny rats sniffing out the good barrels. So you can imagine we're out there, we're kind of ratting it out, sniffing around, finding the good stuff. So when you're in the when you're in the aging room and you're di- and you're with like Carlos Escobel from Pilsa and he's knocking on barrels and you're sucking out juice and you're kind of sniffing around because it, it's tight in there too. It's like you, you know it's it's neat and uh, I just thought it was a good name too. I think we all really agree. It's different. Yeah, and then there's the, the chemistry side of it too, like yeah. you know the the lab rat aspect of it with the science behind the rum, you know, because like obviously right. it's age old traditions, right. but there's re- recipes and there's the right way and the wrong way to go about it. So from uh, like, and we're kind of lab rats ourselves on the okay. experimental side, you know, tasting all these different things, seeing uh, what we like and what we don't like, because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Like everybody has got a broad array of tastes right. and things like that. So for us, it's, we're very pleased with the taste of the rum, and we look forward to, to you trying it as yeah. well here for the first time. Yeah, which I is haven't exciting. tried it yet, so this is a full, full first impression. We're, and, we're uh, ready for you. Yeah. So, Steve, you're because you're, you've got a science background, so you're like Dr. Doc, Nefario. Well, it, would de- <laughs> no. it depends. Like okay. you know, it's uh, I've always <laughs> had a, an interest in science since I was knee high to nothing, and uh, like for me, you know, science, chemistry, and even into my day job like okay. it's a, a strong science background I've right. got a bachelor of science with honors as uh, one of my degrees as well so like it's definitely been something that I can apply to this to a degree and it's something that in terms of the curiosity it's you, you know I always say every day is a school day like you there's not a day you don't learn something new right. so coming into rum like uh, I'm essentially coming in eyes wide open as well being Irish I traditionally was a whiskey drinker mm-hmm. 
swore off rum in my teenage years for over imbibing a couple of times, but having met Seamus and uh, tried the rum, it really actually turned me right around. So now I'm all in on the rum. Yeah, and I had I had my dad on last year during a Father's Day episode, right? And you know, it was one of those get a chance to sit down with him. And like I was saying earlier, you know, you know, he's he's from Scotland and. And it was a chance to ask some questions, and of course he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't play the drums, but I, you know, I drink. You know, I'm like, okay, well, it's fair enough, right?" And he talked about in the UK, and again, it goes back to the history of all the movies of the pirates and you know, na- the Royal Navy yeah. is how rum was super big, and then it kind of went away, and then you know, yeah. taste changed, right? So right That's now, right. I think rum is in a definitely in an upswing here. And so surpassed whiskey sales in England. Wow. UK yeah. in general. UK in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll get that straight. Sorry. So, okay. uh, yeah, don't quote me on any of these things. Just kind of what's, uh, what's being out there. Yeah. The naval rum history is really cool. Like, uh, getting like, what'd they get? Like it was two, a two quarter, rum and quarter rum three, a day. Three square right. meals yeah. a day. Right. You're taught your daily taught. Your daily right. taught. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, well, how much was it exactly? Am I on that, I think? Am I on that diet right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm close to it, anyway. No, but the, the, the interesting thing about it as well, because as we all know, back those days, like uh, cleanliness was not next to godliness, like in some pretty horrific conditions, right. seaward voyages and stuff like that. So having something that you could use to sterilize as well, probably uh, saw a lot of the longevity in those sealers inadvertently killing the germs whenever they were drinking them after a, po- a visit to port that's uh, well yeah that's true <laughs> isn't that other things that, that you go to port there's other things you might you know get sick from but that's anyway right. anyway so yeah so how, how all right so was scary cure but maybe syphilis cure too yeah, well yeah, yeah yeah hey cut that one out yeah there we go this uh this podcast is brought to you by Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, new, the new Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. In the brought bottom. Brought to you right. by yeah. Rum the Sterilizer. Doc, Dr. Yeah. Rum. Not authorized by the CDC. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So, this. So you've got... Okay. So, the, na- the name. All right. Makes sense. Yep. Um, but, you know, I mean, how did it come about, right? I mean... Okay. Well, I'll... I'll did you know, wake up, wake, we gotta get a little more history. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. fine. Yeah. So I spent uh, 18 years off and on. Well, basically 18 years straight, and a little bit more. So roughly half my life. I'm 42, and I spent half my life in Latin America, Nicaragua. I started businesses there, ran some businesses, met our other business partner, who is my neighbor actually in Nicaragua, and uh, he's he's just a, another smart dude doing good things and he's a big rum drinker and we just saw an opportunity of like hey we've, we've got all this energy we're still young why don't why don't we do something we love like what what do we want to do and we were thinking about and thinking about we had a surf uh, and fishing charter boat after covid and a bit of a, a bit of a revolution in nicaragua um we we're like okay well i need a job and i want to do something i love you know so over a lot of rum, we're like looking at it going, this is really good rum. And Canada, where I'm from, really needs it. I feel like the rum, some rum's all good. I'm not going to slag anything. I'm just saying there's room for room for for expansion. I don't know if a, you agree. A yeah. rum brand, rum brands in general in Canada is pretty non-existent. Nope. Well, it's it's just five brands. Like, or like you know, and some somebody, some people import some good stuff. There's some good, great importers, some really good taste selections, but not. It's not broadly known, and we just felt like I've been drinking rum now 
since you know, like you know I moved to Nicaragua I've been you know Florida Cano was like kind of the, a great brand there but there's other good brands there's Mombachos and all these kind of things and there's a very very unique rum culture there they're very you know at like all Latin American countries I'll think their rum's the best but you know they're all really good they're all they're all amazing so we decided to start this rum company and not being able to kind of establish a business in Nicaragua at the time we started searching out, and that's where we found Pilsa and, and Carlos Esquivel. I call him Don Carlos. It's an endearing term. He's the Don. He's the guy who actually gave me my master class. So basically, after conversation after conversation with Carlos, I'm really learning about how the rum is done, how it's how the kind of history of where they're going with. You know, he, he's the partner of Don Pancho in the Pilsa distillery out of Panama. Don Pancho is, you know, he's still there. He's still functioning as a, as a, as a, as a member, but we generally work directly with Carlos Escobel and he is, he's just a wealth of information and, and really great. And every time I speak to him, I learn something new. Um, so yeah, like when we get into the rum, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. And we can do that. Okay. And we want to segue into something else there. Well, no. Just to give him like a, a bit of background in terms yeah. of it's, Canada, in terms of the province, it's it's not like the U.S. to where there's uh, well spirits more specifically are readily available. Um, in Ontario, as an example, it's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario (LCBO) is the only place that you can buy spirits if you were to actually go, you know, shopping to what we would call off license in in the U.K. It's only been relatively recently, within the last well, just prior to COVID, that you could actually buy. Uh, beer and wine in the grocery stores never mind convenience stores so it's it's very tightly moderated yeah. there and uh, as a result like even if you take it back just in and around that same time three four years ago the beer brands and stuff were pretty much the the top contenders that you would normally expect to see down here in the, right. the u.s but then with the resurgence or the birth of the ipas and you know the micro breweries and things like that all the craft yeah, yeah right. all the craft like that has as i'm sure down here has kind of blown up the right. world over right so from a from a rum perspective the, if you were walking in there you would pretty much just see the brands that you would expect to see there isn't really the, the the avenue or the vehicle for the brands like ourselves runs. yeah to right to yeah. break through so for us but it, it, it fits well with us in terms of the groundswell right because like i mentioned earlier you start with a good product you build a good team you get people to try your rum and then you start to expand from there right because we where we live is uh well we're Seamus is from originally and where I, I now live is a, a relatively small community and a, a group of communities on, on a peninsula but the strength in that community is like it, it's something you have to see to believe in terms of the the, the charity you know the, right. the whenever I first moved there and this is not a word of exaggeration I moved up from Atlanta Georgia and the first five years that I lived there with a group of my friends I didn't even own a, a house key our front door was always open. The trucks were never locked. Like there was, it was pretty much like a Disney movie, white picket fence and all that. And like having grown up in Belfast in the eighties during the height of the troubles, it was like I was living on a different planet, you right. know. So yeah. 
That's it. There's tons of support for us in our community. Yeah. Uh, I was born and raised in, in my hometown, and uh, so was my parents. And okay. uh, we, my dad worked for the LCBO for 35 years. Okay. So, you so know. he knows a lot of people, yeah. and it seems like every bar that, that they want to help out, they want to support kind of yeah, new yeah. and local brands, right. um, you know, and, and it's, just, it's a great place. But I'm, I'm situated in Toronto now. I live in Parkdale. It's kind of like the fun bar area. And, uh, you do lock your doors, though, right? Oh, I definitely <laughs> lock my doors in Parkdale. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's double-keyed. Um, but honestly, there's a great support there as well. It's right. just the bar scene is awesome. And that, and we're, we're definitely a uh, bar-forward-thinking brand. We really want to support the bars, the mixologists, the bartenders, and we want to you know support that industry as much as possible. So... You know, it's not right. it's not just retail for us. It's it's bars and restaurants because that's what I like to do. I love a good restaurant. I love a good cocktail. Look, and and you're and you're going down that path, right? Is as we were saying, you know, you've got brand and then you have the product, right? There's yeah. a lot that are. And before I even got even into this, I just assumed every bottle that's on a shelf in a liquor store. There's somebody making that yeah. behind that brand, right? So if you're Paul's rum that's on that shelf, I have a distillery somewhere. Yeah. And then I learned about, oh, there's, no, that's not always the case, mm-hmm. right? Which is fun. You know, it's a different, different perspective, different business model, yeah. different things and so forth. And so the brand is important, right? You've got your community. You've got to build up your team. You've got to build up your and then they'll go with you anywhere, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they believe in you. They believe in your product. They believe in all the things you do. And especially one of your charity things I want to talk to you guys about. But we'll, we'll try to pin that for when we come around to it. So, totally. Um, yep. So, yeah. So, the, the rum. Let's get to the rum now, right? So, we don't actually have to crack it open just a moment. Okay. So, we're going right. to slow this in, right? Okay. So, I know you're, I know you're, I know you're itching. Right? It I, I know. It's, good. it's getting around that time. Yeah, I know. Five well, o'clock somewhere. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So... The rum. So now you're in, in, in Central America. You've, you've met your partner, Greg? Jason Gardner. Jason, Jason, Jason Gardner. Gardner. Yep. And you've, you have this idea. And, you know, like a lot of people that have the ideas when they're in the Caribbean, right? It would be great, you know, which, to, to have our own rum brand. But you guys actually did it. So, okay, now, now the two of you have got this idea now. It's, you know what? It's, it's reaching out right. and really getting... Uh, the time and, and, and having someone like uh, Don Carlos Esquivel right. take you serious. Right. He, he gets to choose. He, he you know, he's he's going to say, I, I, I like the, the kind of the, the style these guys are going with. They're serious and I think they can go somewhere because he just won't waste his time right. if it's not someone that's going to do it right. And so if you, so basically you got to go down and take the time. It takes effort and time and, and energy. And if you don't have that energy to do it like you, you're just not going to make it right yeah. it takes and, and you know what and and the rum industry is a small industry it's yeah. it's it's really family first and to become part of that family really means a lot right and i guess we're, yeah. we're lucking out right now yeah. <laughs> no, know, had, we, right we got a good family we got a good team we got we got some trust behind us and i think with this momentum and and Stephen Bell coming in, uh, and his wife as well. Elsa's our other partner as well. We didn't mention her, but uh, well, we will. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, but uh, that's kind of how it happens. I mean, right. you. I did the research. I did a lot of research. I, I kind of took my time, and then started really like just seeing it come to fruition. Okay. Way. 
So, and then that's important, right? You knew yeah. that going in that it's a study. It's going to school. You, school you weren't just going to show up at his doorstep oh, and say, Hey, geez, no. <laughs> make me rum. You've got yeah. to do your homework. No, right? you, you, you go to the school, right? It's kind it's of like the, the, the Kung Fu, you know, where he had to sit outside the temple, <laughs> you know, all through all kinds of weather to, to prove that he was worthy, you know, like it's because no. having been relatively new to this and having experienced expos and you know whiskey fests and things like that the first thing that i did notice was how much tighter and closer the community were and and i mean this respectfully like a lot less stuffy Mm. you know like there there's definitely that element of they don't take themselves as serious you know like you're not dealing with the old boy networks to the same extent and you know things like that so just from from an optics perspective and from my relatively new dalliance in it like it seems it's a breath of fresh air right you know and it's it's good to see that because it's just the experience yesterday at the the convention and just watching the interactions with people and things like that like there was there was no airs and graces like everybody was like not i wouldn't say overly friendly but like extremely like pleased to meet you and all that sort of stuff it was really good and i was quite surprised And, and truly out there to help yeah. I mean, no one wants to see anyone do bad. Like, no. Everyone's no. out there right. upping everybody. That's right. Right. You know? right. And, and, and I know there's other stories that I've had people share on the podcast where similarly they started out and, you know, it didn't go over very well with the communities. And, but then they asked for help and said, well, how do I make this? And asked for input and, yeah. and took it. And then the people said, all right, well, you are serious about this, right? You took your, our feedback and input. And yeah, I mean, this whole thing is, as they say, right? Rum, rum is fun. There's no rules. Yep. And, you know, look, we're all having to get, I mean, who really, I mean, do we see a bunch of bourbon and whiskey drinkers like hanging out and, you know, and <laughs> well, you know, nobody's wearing, you know, shorts and, you know, flip flops, right? And, well, yeah, that's I guess right. maybe. They, yeah, maybe. they don't got the dancing behind them. I, no, I know. No, I'm, it's, it's, all, it's all at Life's a dance. I, I've, <laughs> I've heard there was a certain rat at a restaurant last night, you know, that was oh, no. a dancing fool, right? So, but I'm not going to say anything more about that. You have to <laughs> check social media uh, for that kind of stuff. All I know is like if there's. Yeah. If there's any salsa lessons that anybody out there knows of that we yeah. could sign yeah. a certain rat up for, I, know, yeah. that, yeah. I could I could use a, I could use some salsa lessons yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. uh, I'm open for dates. <laughs> yeah. So going into the uh, approaching uh, Don Carlos is, did you have a profile in mind or what you wanted, or did you kind of come in with your homework and then him? Yes. So. Well, t- two ways. So you've really got to take what uh, the market is saying and, and Don Colors has his fingers on that pulse of the market. Okay. So for him, you, you kind of, he goes, well, what are you kind of liking? Where, where is your kind of your, your client price range where you want to kind of get into? We kind of want to come in, you know, base floor here on a five year. We didn't want to just jump in and be the 25 year, $300 bottle of rum because no one would trust us. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to say, hey, we're working with a, a really good base. This is, let's start with a five, a bourbon barrel age five, get it out there. It's, you know, it's, it's just a surest sipper as a mixer. And that's, and I kind of listened to Carlos saying that. We, were, we thought, hey, we'll do white rum. He's like, you can't compete in white rum right now. The big boys have white rum, and you're you're not a big boy. So, right. <laughs> so I don't. Let's cut that. Up. You know what I mean? I'm not no, there. We're not there. No, yet, yeah. No, but you know I, I mean? think so, I, I get what you mean. I mean, again, yeah. you're you're competing against a, hand, a jug handle of Bacardi. Yes. Uh, yeah, for for, for fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks, and, yeah. and and just the time and effort. Like 
like the bottling labeling, we yeah. could, we were losing, we're right. losing business right away. And, right. and you know what? It, it's not all about dollars and cents for us, but we still need to be able to make a bit of a living. Here, right. You know? right. So um, that, that's what happens. You kind of, you get there and then for flavor profiling, you go and they just send samples and you just start picking it up. So we want to do something funky, a little more Jamaican style, but this is a Cuban style elegant rum. So it's really got, it's that smoothness and we really want to stick with that bourbon-esque kind of ethos of alcohol where it's non-chill filtered. We're not filtering anything. It's basically cellulose filtering. So you get those oils, you know, when you chill filter, the oils float to the top, they scrape it off and you get a very clear alcohol, but you're, it's too alcohol forward and this way, Yes, this is alcohol forward when you taste it, you'll know this, but you get that last bit of viscosity sitting on the tongue and that's what I like. I wanted right. to have something that was interesting and that kind of is, you know, for a five year, this is true five as well. The okay. youngest year in this mix is in this blend, sorry, is five. That doesn't mean there's not an eight or a 10 in there. Right. right. And uh, so we take, we take those samples and I'm not really part of that full on geeked out. Like, seeing every single barrel i'm like hey give me something like this and then they go right. here's five samples and right and i go these two mix these two together and then i go okay and then we try that and we go oh boy hey, add, add a little bit of this and that's kind of where it goes and it's fun it's fun it's a long arduous process but it's the whole point of it right right and then you get something that you like and you start bringing it to market and hope people can see why you brought it to market rather yeah. than just kind of slag it and be like, what does, what do these guys know? Or right. Something, you know? And, there, and like, there's, there's definitely an element that's starting to, you know, become apparent in rum and like across other industries where people are really beginning to care about what's in their rum. So yep. they want to know right. if it's ethically sourced. They want to make sure that it's sustainable. They, yeah. they, these are aspects that speak to people, you know, and like that's something that's important to us as well because we can stand behind that, right? Right, And, the, and the, it's part of our ethos as well in terms of, you know, bringing people along for the journey, right? Because like we are grassroots, like we are creating the groundswell we are guerrilla marketing what you see is what you get like you want to talk to somebody in rum rats chances are you're going to be talking to one of the four of us right yep. right like there's no we're not hiding behind anything or you're not rubbing elbows with suits like yep. this is it this is ground floor you know yep. right and, and and here and the other thing that he's saying about working with a uh you know a sustainable ethical company pilsa is it's doing that it's sharecropping and paying farmers properly doing the right things and you know really t just you know employee forward thinking so when we went down and toured the distillery every employee's handshaking don carlos's hand and he's the boss man and right. so they care they really care yeah. and and that's something i mean i'm not gonna say bad things about anybody but you know not everyone has that history you know right. so uh, yeah. finding that for us was very important yeah and yeah. then you know just liking people you know and that's i think that's the a big thing right now is this I don't want to call it a surge, but you know, more awareness is going yeah, on absolutely. in the rum world. Right. And especially with the, you know, the GI, you know, indication the Barbados is kind of putting out there. And yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday about, you know, certain other spirits have their claims on things and yeah. people don't get it with rum. Right. No. Cause they don't understand and they don't understand uh, to, to that point. Yeah. Most, no, most people don't yet. even know, yeah. most people don't even realize that how much of a difference in rums on the different islands. Are, That's right. right. Even like the, even yesterday finding out it, it honestly can make such a difference to the flavor 
what direction the wind's blowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that, and yeah. like the in terms of the region and where this is made and things like that. That it's not just that awareness, but it's people's curiosity. Like they're they're actually willing to ask a, a couple of points past that. They're right. not just taking it at face value. They're just to say, I don't care because I'm just going to be mixing it with coke or whatever. Right. Like they actually and when they do find out these little additional bits of information you're actually more invested in it as well and like we have the ability to to give them the additional information and like you know kind of feed their curiosity and then that combined whenever they they taste it like it tends to be a right quite a surprise you know like uh, so like in our marketing you can see if you take the bottle it's got more information on this than almost anything you see on the shelf so you know you got your single origin your traditional panamanian style you've got tropically aged we've got column still non-chill filtered molasses space bourbon barrel aged you know all this kind of stuff's on there right and a single origin rum and the map of the area the arco seco region so that oh, is where, cool. where the cane is growing that's where the, the, the distillery is and that's the you know the area and that's the saying goes and i didn't make this up is where the warm caribbean air meets the cool pacific breeze and we're like this is the arco seco yeah. And that's the area right. it's from, and that's where we kind of went with that. And I think that makes it interesting. And if you're going to make a trip, if you're you're wondering where to go on a vacation, come on down to the Arcoseca region, yeah. go surfing, see a distillery, drink some rum, enjoy the tropical lifestyle. Yeah, I spent the last 15 years of my life on a surfboard, on a surf break. So this is what I I'm a surf. I, I I sell rum, and then I want us to sell it to, so I can go surf again. <laughs> so if you're if you're going to Central America, I'll give you uh, Seamus's phone yeah. number. You can call yeah. him for Actually, a tour guide. Tra- Feel free. Huh? Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> well, well, you, travel you, agency. You want a Spanish-speaking tour guide, and therefore it's you. all part of the experience. I'll, I'll like teach that. you. I'll also teach people how to surf. I love pushing people Thank on a foam top. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other part, like in terms of ingredients, you know, like there's no additives, no preservatives. Like mm-hmm. there's not. You know, chemical compounds on there that you can't pronounce things like that like right. it is, it's about that purity it's about that simplicity it's about that's essentially what our brand is 100% puro like all things good do I have to do now two different three different languages in this uh, you know? well, I, I have barely mastered English despite it being my first language so well, what, what did he say yesterday was give us a limerick though. yeah Oh, well, I guess we can't curse in this one. Um, so, but no, what was somebody made a comment yesterday about they were learning, uh, learning English here. Um, I was like, you're trying to learn English in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. No. <laughs> well, when I, when I was, uh, emigrating to Canada, I filled in my application and, uh, it was, a pretty arduous process, as you can imagine. Like I've been, I will have been in Canada 16 years in January, and I've done three full laps of the world since I was 18, living and working in various countries all over the world. So you have to compile all your background information everywhere you've lived for longer than three months, etc. So, and I'd submitted it all, and then I got a letter back saying that I had to sit an English test. So I was like, I called the. the company that had issued the letter and ironically it was a girl called Megan Shaughnessy and when I spoke to her she had a Northern Irish accent and I recognized the accent because it's about 10 minutes away from where I grew up so I said what's going on here you know obviously I can speak English and she said like you know don't take offense to it you know it's just a requirement and everything so when I told my friends back home that was my mistake that I told them that I had to sit oh, in English Oh, forget it. Test. They never let... Oh, <laughs> oh no. Brutal. I don't know. Like they always said I had, you know, found that 
certificate on the back of a cereal box or <laughs> printed it myself or whatever, you know. Well, it's not it's not like they thought you would you would have a uh, like Brad Pitt's accent in uh, Snatch. Don't right? even start me. I'm not, don't even start. <laughs> All right, we're gonna me talk. Late, we're gonna talk like later dogs. off camera on that. Oh, he, likes uh, like the, the, he likes dogs. Uh, to our in our defense for everybody out there that's from Northern Ireland, arguably the most difficult accent to mimic. Because it's got so many lilts and all that sort of stuff, and you don't know whether I've been drinking or anything like that. So, ironically, I get easier to understand the more rum I ingest. So maybe right, that's well, the oh okay. The more, the more rum I there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's a good segue then, right? Yeah. So, right. Yes. So, Let's get popping. So yeah, so. Made in uh, so with bourbon barrels. So let's let's hit, hit let's hit all the key parts here. So right? okay. Heaven Hills Distillery, okay. bourbon company, sustainable as well. So I okay. guess every tree that they cut down to make a uh, American oak barrel, they plant X amount of trees. So it's pretty neat. Yep. Uh, very distin- distinguished uh, bourbon company. Right. So the barrels get shipped down, and then we are doing a column still, Cuban style column still, for the base. It comes off still roughly. Don't start calling me on all this stuff. Uh, it's it's been a while. Uh, about ninety six percent. Okay. Really good white rum though. Like I've had it right off the still warm, and it's it, I could drink it's, it. It's smooth. It's, it's smooth, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what Carlos was always saying. He say, base first, and then we can do whatever we want with barrels. Like we can like we can bring in Irish whiskey barrels. We can bring in sherry. We can do anything we want. Base right. first, and that's where Don Pancho really comes in. It's his expertise of 50 years of rum making between the two that's 50 years of experience dude we can't that's no one can compete right. i mean it's the, the best of the best right so. and we have a cask strength too not oh, yeah. just oh. this we have a cask 43 strength we gave to the burrs from okay. the show so if he's got it kicking around you might be able to give it a taste right. yeah there might be one winging its way to you here when yeah, you come up, well, up to canada yeah, since yeah, like, you've so. got relatives and that's right Toronto, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll ship one down. Dude. Don't worry. We'll have to. I think they're coming down for Thanksgiving. So we'll, we'll yeah, we'll talk a little we'll bit more about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we we're just saying they're coming. I was like, yeah, I got family up there. So, um, uh, so yeah. So, so, so then it's, it's uh, like I said, the youngest year in this blend is five. Okay. Aged in the tropics, clearly in the aging room. It's a you know you walk in there, you can't have any flash photography, you can't have anything lit. And, you know you walk in, you start sweating rum. It's beautiful. You're getting a little buzz on. Just those angel shares just, just all over floating you. around. Well, because it's so humid, but yeah. it's dry. It's, it's it's so yesterday when they were talking about the distilleries being on the ocean and that that kind of moldy kind of thing that screw up the flavor. Where where we're aging, it's in the driest area. Mm. So you get like this really hot dry air but then you get into the room and it's just sweating with rum and it's it's pretty cool it's a it's a cool experience there's five thousand barrels in the room oh. you're like whoa like, it's trippy yeah it's a, it's a, i i haven't been in a distillery outside of the u.s yet but you know i'm, I'm just different put, big, it, on different. Put, it, put it on your put list put it on your list man come on down to rum rat strip we'll uh, we'll make a whole documentary there you go <laughs> sir what's that sir surf nick nicaragua is that a well, surf yeah. panama this time panama. Yeah. there you go yeah well, was it a band or a song? I may have been screwing it oh, up. Oh yeah, so. maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, there's there's our there's our trivia question for the for the week. So there you go. answers on a postcard, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eighty seven percent proof or eighty eighty seven proof? Yeah, forty three. So okay. uh, yeah, forty two and a half, a okay. give or take. But you know, it's uh, right. Yeah. So. so not a whole lot of come. Not how no lot of uh, bringing it down as it comes it comes out. Well, said nine, nine, I, I think what we're going to do is we uh, get a like a, a 
an age profile into the eight. We're okay. releasing an eight. We'll probably up the alcohol percentage a little bit because the flavors will be to kind of different. come out a little different. Yeah. I think when, when you, you want to prove to something where it's palatable for the average consumer, yep. but you also want the rum guys to want it. So they're, they're, this kind of like 3% over is maybe in your mind a little bit, but right. also I think with something that's only five in a barrel that, that you want to kind of prove it so you can get the flavor out of it. So let me like ask I would you. add I would add water to this. Like we said yesterday in the, in the thing, is, they actually, when they do tasting, they're proofing it to 20%. 20% to 40 proof. Like right. That's, and that's where you're going to get the true essence of the flavor. So, you know, I, I would even add a little water to this personally. To okay. get, if you really want to taste what is coming out of it, and you want to get those tropical notes, you're going to get bananas, you're going to get pineapple. The yeast strain is proprietary pineapple strain for, okay. for when we do the, the mash and stuff. So you're going to get that tropical funkiness. But also you're getting the bourbon, right? So then you're going to get that aftertone that of, little, of the smoke. You're going to get that little bit of oak in there. You're going to get that interesting. Kind of, yeah, it's a pretty, it's okay. pretty neat. But that's why we proofed it to that number. If you're asking, okay. The cast strength. If I give it to someone who doesn't drink rum, they're just like, ah, fire, and they're yeah. like, well, th- then don't drink the cast strength. Right. You know, let's add some water to that. <laughs> yeah, because whiskey, whiskey and bourbons aren't typically proofed even that high. No. Right. It. Yeah. I think our, I think we're in Canada. We just forty percent. So eighty yeah. proof is the is yeah. the go to. A lot of good whiskeys yeah. right now are doing into the fifties. Okay. Like if you're gonna buy like a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, it's probably gonna be fifty three, fifty four percent. Okay. All right. Just, and Let's you know what? I, I think the bartenders love it because now you're making a cocktail without the water in it. So you you know you've got you've got the base thing and you can use a half a shot now and you can add all your flavor into right. making this really cool daiquiri or pina colada or anything you're doing mojitos or right. any cocktail all the crazy cocktails are making now the bartenders love a cast drink and we don't it's not really available to anyone so we really are selling it to the bars we're usually giving a bar, bar a gift of this saying hey advertise this people can come right. in and you'll be the one that has it you know that's a bar support that we kind of pull so um so what was it? What was it? Let's step back here. So the time frame here when you first reached out to, to, to I, I'm five years into this. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, just you know, really starting it. 2017 ish. Yeah, 2017, 2018. Okay. Really focusing on it to getting that kind of the the, the idea to flourishing right. and, okay. and kind of getting uh, kind of finances together. Got it. And and you know that's where you know our our fourth business partner Jason. He's a He's a heavy, intelligent investor, and okay. uh, he's he's just a, a sounding board for everything finance, and uh, he, he's just the great person to have on the team. Good, and I think we, I think with us, we've built something pretty unique yeah. as a team. Of, it's kind a family. Of, we're yeah, a family. Now. We're the sum of all parts. You know, like yeah. it's what what we call like achieving success together, right? Like, and the, the thing about it is being our focus that. It's a passion project too, right? And that's the differentiator. Like it's, we don't look at it as a job, right? Like you have to love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life, right? Kind of thing, right? Like so, this stuff's fun. We like yeah. this. Yeah, we like. I like, I like dancing. Yeah, <laughs> not very good at it, but he likes it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it look, um, honestly, look dancing's like was, in the eye of the right. beholder. Yeah, it looks like so he's what, getting teased. So, so, Steve, what you're telling me then is if he's not good and you just talked about the sum of all parts, that just means you're the good dancer. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> all right, we're going to yeah. see. We're, in the ring, bro. Is it, yeah. 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 Just ask my wife. Yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> 
right. So that's 2017. Um, yeah. How how much uh, in the first bottle went went so, in the bottle? So the, the, this is right now we we're we're pivoting and everything's getting bottled in Panama. Okay. Single origin. That's the way we're going to do it. Right. But to start, we shipped it up in bulk and okay. got it into Canada, thinking we could get into a small distillers program. But since we didn't touch the rum and it wasn't made in Canada, the LCBO and we were like, nope. And so we basically were sitting on five pallets of rum going, well, I guess our new job is marketing and distributing this five pallets, but we're almost done them. Right. And okay. it worked out well for us. We've got lots of support and licensees. Okay. And so you're going to see the next thing is, is uh, a label tr- uh, kind of revamp mm-hmm. and a new bottle. And okay. we're going to be bottling all in Panama. And I'm sure the the whole pandemic, the bottling inventory, yeah. and I've yeah, talked oh, to a lot oh. of people about well, that. Look, we, look, yeah. look, we just we mentioned earlier on, like the out of the pandemic, obviously terrible time, but in Ontario specifically because they're like so stringent on the rules, mm-hmm. a lot of people were suffering in terms of small businesses, uh, restaurants, all that sort of stuff. Right. So they had to pivot, as they say, yep. and look at aspects of how they could make it easier for purveyors to get their brand out there so they have uh, what they call dtc direct to customer okay so like shima's gonna explain how you set up the website and things like that because that was a, a, a directional change so. yeah okay. so so you need a license and it's pretty it's strict so it, it took roughly a year and a half to get my agco license okay so with that i can actually and my smart serve i can sell direct to consumer so okay. you can actually buy it through our, our bottling distillery in canada uh, from their site and it goes through their distillers license and then i'm an agco rep so i can then sell it to you on the street or i'm not on the street but i mean on the yeah. bar or right. whatever or, right. you know and so as long as it goes through those channels it's now open so it's now it's better for like it was not a, you could never sell alcohol to someone private before the pandemic mm-hmm. so out of the pandemic we got that out of it i mean right so it helped us but that said we really are focusing on shipping directly from Panama now. Right. Okay. And, and now with shipping costs, like we, we kind of just dodged a bullet on that. It went uh, 8X mm. during COVID. Wow. I'm not sure if you knew this, but, but uh, you know, what one container, shipping container could be 5,000 US and then it jumped to 18,000 and even into the 20s. We c- <laughs> that means that rum has to be $100. You know? Right, so, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough it's, go. You know, and again, I think that's, as you said, it, just because there's a lot of the, the, you know, brands that have the longevity and history and story, you know, or if you were just actually the person making the product yourself and selling it, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still a business, right? You wouldn't be doing something that you're losing money on, right? Yeah. And, and there's sometimes, there's many stories of that, right? There's, somebody's got a great product, but just unfortunately doesn't happen that's right and and the the other aspect to that which fits into our identity is that our approach is that we're all-inclusive we're trying to be all-encompassing like people that haven't or never considered even tasting rum like i actively have been encouraging people to drink it neat as opposed to with so like we we're seeing uh, like a much broader demographic be interested in this you know because like they see us as the you know the new kids in town whatever and their their curiosity's peaked right so as they would have seen like a, a well-established company or something like that that they is kind of you know not 
blind to them, but they see us being out there beating part, feet. Part of the rat pack. Yeah. yeah like, you, everyone can have his little rat in them. Here's, here's a funny, just like part of him. Imagine him in Ireland at an Irish whiskey conference with a bottle of rum in his hand, giving yeah, us so samples. I, yeah. I went, I went, it's, sorry for everybody that I upset, but uh, I went At least home. you made it out alive. Uh, well, yeah. Again, different story for a different time. Yeah. Maybe off camera, maybe, but the maybe, I went home uh, April of this year because uh, my two sisters live in, still live in Ireland and uh, my uh, nephew and niece and I hadn't seen them since uh, COVID and obviously my school friends and you know uh, family, cousins and stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time and I went back and I brought a few bottles of rum because uh, like I've got quite a few friends in the industry, you know, bar owners, everything in between, and I was quite excited for them to try it. So, unbeknownst to me, uh, there had been a lot of work had went into Belfast Whiskey Week. So there was conventions and conferences, and there was you know pairings and restaurants and all that sort of stuff. And I rocked up with a couple of bottles under my arm, and like I literally got looked at, you know, kind of a, what are you doing, showing up? The whiskey week with rum. And I was like, just hear me out. Like, I, this was not planned. Like, I'm really not trying to upset the apple cart. Just try it. So, invariably, I'd line up a few and they would, they would entertain me. Essentially, they'd be like, all right, it shuts you up. So, I would pour some out and then, invariably, they would try it and they'd be like, <sighs> he got it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Like, you, it's good. I can't argue. And I was like, I'm sorry. That's all I wanted. I don't, I don't mean to. You know, any more PR than anything like that? And right. Like, it's good. And I went. I even went like uh, my a friend of mine. He's a, a tattooist, and I was having a ten-hour session on my back. And he has a small startup whiskey you know, that he's being very successful with. And I was like, I just want your opinion. I, that's all I want. I'm not expecting anything more, anything less. Same story. Went out before the start of the session. Poured him. He's like. Damn it, that's good, you know. So that's how we knew that we're onto the right thing. Like when we're getting right. that kind of feedback, you know, you can't really get better than that. So. Right. If you can, if you can turn whiskey bourbon drinkers and, and they don't and, and they that show that respect, say, yeah. well, all right, this right. isn't this isn't what I thought rum is. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. exactly it. Well, that's no, exactly no, it. Like I said in the questionnaire, you're just like, what, what are you doing in this? Business? What part of the fun of the business is actually changing minds and hearts yeah. and, and and like people. You know, people are strict drinkers to their specific alcohols, and it's hard. Like, if I'm a gin drinker, I'm a ginger. I'm a vodka drinker, vodka drinker. Then rum right. is just it's right. hard sell on some people. If they and but when they get something that actually has a like a bourbon profile like this, they go, "Oh wow, this is dry. This is sippable. Yeah, this is right, something yeah. that's I've never seen. Yeah, there, yeah. I didn't know rum could be this. Right? right. It's not sugary, no, which no. the, cons- the biggest. The, that's the thing. Right. That's the thing everyone jumps to. Right. Oh, I don't like rum. It's sweet. Uh, I'm sure you need to try this rum. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and invariably, like you know, you do see people that if if they have if they take the time to approach you, you know, usually the the funny part is specifically uh, females say. I don't like rum, and I say, okay, you know, just if you're just willing to give us a shot, no pun intended, right. <laughs> and try it, and like invariably, 
they're like, actually, that's really good. I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be good. So it's a lot of talk of this rum. Are you going to crack this bottle or go ahead and crack this open then? Yep, All right. Yeah. Is... Do you want me to hold the mic or? Oh, I'll sit. Okay. There you go. All Let right. him do the honor. You, you oh, you want me to yeah, do yeah. the pop? Okay. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Wow. Be honest now, it won't hurt her feelings. Yep. It's very smooth. That's the, usually the first thing that people say. And even just, you know, just hold, you know, up front. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't you know, get you here. Right, yeah. I didn't yeah. feel it there. It, it is alcohol forward, and we know that. Right. But that, that, that after. And now, now I'm getting, you know, the bourbon. Yeah. You know, the barrels on, on the back, right? You get the sweetness initially. And you get a little bit of that, that bit, you caramel. Get, you, get, you get those bananas and those tropical coconuts and bananas and that pineapple because that's the, the yeast strain right off the nose yeah. and in the mouth. And then that bourbon hits you in the back. Bourbon bye-bye. And now on the second taste, now now it's kind of cool. Now you... Oh, yeah, I can definitely see this Almost being... Almost a little yeah. bit floral by the second taste. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see this being a. It can be a sipper. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For a five year, that's. For a five, I think it. It's impressive as a five. Great cocktail mixer, though. I'm just. It's and it's priced right. Right. You know, it's it's priced in that, uh, you know, mid rail price. It's yeah. not a. It's not a well liquor. This isn't going to go in the well. So um, what? So what is it going for? Here in Canada, well, not here in Canada. In, can- in Canada, right. in, in Canada, we are a thirty-nine fifty. All right, and the licensees get a little deal on that, and we support the licensees on this in the back end. Um, yeah, it's been go- it's been fine. That number hits right. That's Canadian dollars, so right. I think it. I think what you, you know what would be the exchange roughly. Yeah, you're probably talking thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah thirty-two. All right. Yeah, that's not bad. For for look for a a, a craft rum that's yeah. made. You know, in an origin country, right? Yeah, right. And and honestly, like the being like the small town that we mentioned earlier on, like uh, one of the restaurateurs there, he's uh, um, Italian and is very into obviously his wines and his parents and everything. So I went in and I I said I gave him a little bit of the background, but I said all I want is your honest opinion, like from the tasting and. He pretty much said the same thing as you. Like, uh, the, but the, the other thing that he said was, he says it's a conversation piece. He said, you know, that's that's the uniqueness of it because it is part of the hindrance now, obviously, uh, with us starting out. But he said he liked that, you know, because it's he's going to gift them the friends of his for Christmas. And then the first question is, well, well, where do you get it? You know, so that exclusivity of it is, you know, working on our favor a little bit right now because... They like it, and then because they, they like it, the next very next thing is to say, how do I get some? And, right. and the, the bars are doing off sales. So that's a new thing that happened in Canada. Yeah. So you can walk into any bar and walk out with a bottle of booze. Oh, okay. And, and you know what? And that really helps. The bar will put, you know, they'll add five bucks to it, and they'll put the taxes get paid. Right. And, and you know what? If anything, anything a bar can do to make a little bit extra right now is the best thing you can do. And, and, that, and we're down to support. You know what I mean? And, so, and we had a lot of, I mean, we're not control nearly like in, in, in Canada, right? And I know, and we're not a, a, a major uh, uh, ABC state, you know, like 
elsewhere in the U.S., right? And so a lot of people are very jealous that, you know, that here in Florida, we're pretty much wide open, right? But, the, of course, the challenge of that is there's a, the Dis- whole distributed distribution. Right. That's, that's where we're, you know, we would love to be taught. If someone, many right. listeners are interested in right. talking to us about helping us distribute Florida, uh, Chicago, Illinois, yeah. New York State, California, anybody... We'd love to talk to you right. about it. Absolutely. Because, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think if you guys haven't yet is to, you know, do that introduction maybe today, you know, again, we're taping it here on Sunday, the second day of the Miami rum Renaissance when you're listening to this, uh, but is try to run into, and I'll, I'll introduce you to whoever I see is maybe the Florida rum society. There might be people here from that. Right. Cause that's the people you want to get yeah. in front of. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the Florida rum society. Uh, my understanding is, we're one of the largest, at least in the U.S. Um, and they have bars. They represent bars. And they have they other have places, yes, right? And then yeah. they're going to be a larger margin. Um, so, yeah, th- those are the, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's really good. I, yeah, I can't wait to try it in a cocktail, especially I know you've got your daiquiri, uh, your 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 version of the daiquiri. Uh, I, I may like to. Tr- I wanted to maybe try it on the OG. Okay. You know, but. Okay, I got to tell you a cocktail. Okay, throw it out here. Coconut water. But okay. real coconut water. Okay. Don't buy the sweetened stuff. A little bit of lemongrass, but you have to muddle it or either soak it in a tea and then cool it. And then ginger. That, raw ginger. Raw ginger. But yeah. you, got, you basically make a ginger lemongrass tea. You get that cooled. Coconut water, this rum on the rocks. Make a lime wedge in there. It's like our version of a mojito. Yeah. Uh, or, I, or I'm telling you, a little, le- a little lemon, lemongrass mojito, a little mint in there too. I love fresh herbs. I love that... that that kind of feel, and then that's a real good tropical. We, it's basically a, a cure. And if you like a little it's bit, medicine. Yeah. If you like a little bit of sweetness, like pure pineapple juice, yeah. goes well or, with that. Mix. Or real cane sugar, like if you can get a block of like proper right. cane right. sugar, like you know you buy the uh, the dulce. I don't think it's gonna be hard here. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> scrape a little bit of dulce in there, yeah. muddle it down, and uh, okay. yeah. I definitely, I definitely could see it as uh, we were talking about as medicine and. Again, back to my, you know, we were talking before, before we, we were just a little bit ago talking about my grandmother and uh, it always would be, you know, it's like, oh, let, let, make you a little hot toddy, you know, and she's make it with my, you know, you know, I love my, hot my, you know, my parents, you know, <laughs> scotch, you know, that they've had in the house or whatever. So I'm like, they definitely, I could see it going with that, oh, you that, know, that's hot toddy season in Canada right now. Yep. Yeah. Let's get those hot apple ciders and get some local apple cider and King Garden and eggnog and a hot toddy, man. Woo. Those are drinks that nope. you can... Hot butter rum? It's, sure, all, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Someone, there's, a, there's a local bar bar down, and the, the owner's mother made a rum cake out of this. Wonderful. I was like, I can, I can sell this. There you, well, yeah. they, well, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm not in the rum cake business. Look, yeah. our, our, uh, our hot toddy and uh, season doesn't really start till January, so yeah. we, we've got still at least... They said we're in the 80, you know, low to mid-80s right now. And it's not usually, we don't get the actual cold until January. And then it's like maybe a month, a month and a half, two. And then we're back to our normal stuff. Welcome to you, Florida. You know so. what the fun part of this is? Is every bar that, that has our rum makes their own drink out of it. Yeah. And they have their, like, their, own, ver- signature. their own signature drink. And we actually go around. We actually brought a videographer out. And we film those drinks and support those bars. Cool. And you can kind of do a bar hop and try a different it, drink every you know, time. It's, and I think that's a, and that's a big thing. You know, a lot of the newer and younger brands that are coming out is, you, sound, seems like you get it, is... You've got us. You have a product, and I know. Look, it's a lot of effort, especially with a lot of brands. 
micro and craft and is right a few a few few people behind the product right so they've got to do the sales they got to go do the the tastings at the liquor stores they got to do they got to pound the pavement yeah but and also too what it sounds like you guys are doing is you've got to support the ecosystem right right. it's the whole it's the whole thing right it's a community right is without this this doesn't survive and this doesn't yep. survive right yep. you know without the product that gets sold and then everything and, and there's, and there's right. just a ton of support out there yeah. i mean every even our licensees in toronto we have a lot of support there a uh, really cool like kind of like what we, what you'd think would be dive bars from the outside you get in there and they look like movie sets <laughs> i'm just thinking like uh, communist daughter 222 uh, you know Skyline, all these fun places in Parkdale. I mean, it's it's really it, cool. It's I love it. I love it. It's Little Sisters. That's a great one. Ro- I'm not sure if you know Robin. Robin from uh, Rum Royale. He's a big big rum dude. He's got great cocktails. It's insane. And he's got probably one of the the best rum collections ever. Look, it's the ones that have their their own identity. Like you know, they're not chains they're not right like because it's the real people like you get to meet the owners and the people that work there and everything like that and that's the the community aspect that really appeals to us generally these owners are actually bartending now like the owner's always there because that's right it's it's been hit hard right and they've got a step but they're into it they're really into it well you know if anything that the bar rescue show tv show shows you is the owner has to be into yes. or why yeah. you're going to lose your yeah, business, I, I, right? I, only, I, I can't imagine. Like, yeah, if you're on yeah. that show, you probably shouldn't be in the bar industry. No, but the, well, the other thing, like whenever they, they see us, we're not trying to make a quota. You know, we're not rocking up in our suits and everything like that. Yeah. But forcing and, people to buy X. No, and we, and we have yeah. that personable relationship with right. those people, right? Like right. They're the ones that will be... Uh, if they need us to restock or anything like that, we'll literally be calling our cell phones, you right. know, and that it's that personable piece that is important to us. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like I said about the podcast, right? Come on and enjoy, tell us, enjoy some rum. Exactly. Well, we appreciate have a conversation. It. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Hopefully you don't have yeah. to put the closed captions yeah. on because the other yeah. funny thing about oh, we're not, Yeah, we're not done yet. I was just oh, saying. No, 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 we're yeah. segwaying. We're segwaying. So, Segway here. So, uh, so who's the drummer? I yeah, I have, I grew up with a drum set. I wouldn't okay. say I'm a drummer because I didn't drum in a band. Okay, I can keep a beat. Okay, you know, right, I can do it. Just kind of dance, but uh, you can keep a beat. Yeah, is that was that clave last night throwing you off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think it, the yeah. ma- when you put that mask on, you yeah. can't really see. Uh, so when I when I was dancing with the girl, yeah, she just came out of nowhere, and I bumped into her, and then I was like. I can't see you, just so you know. And and she she could dance. She knew how to dance. Sounds like excuses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> he said, you notice he said he couldn't see, but he didn't say he couldn't hear. Oh, or feel. Right, or feel. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right, so, yeah. yeah. Her husband right. was totally cool with it, too, and then he threw that rat mask on. I think he wanted to borrow it for the night. Oh, that. You yeah, could tell he immediately regretted it after he put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir, I've been breathing into that. Hey, we, listen, guys, we don't kink shame, so whatever the role-playing they want to do, go for it okay? that's great hey. yeah. each to their yeah. own yes. yep so yeah. speaking Furry. speaking of odd segue is uh, in the mask is here so the florida panthers here's the hot local hockey team right and so uh yeah well, i guess we could be talking about hockey but you know we aren't and there's a whole story with the panthers and a rat oh so people throw these fake rats on the on the ice like kind of like in detroit where they throw the octopus right oh yeah. wow that's that's great so the that's story behind the rat yeah. is 
Scott Mellenby during the I think it was the Stanley Cup Finals in the mid '90s. There was a when they used to play downtown Miami. There was a rat that was either in the dressing room or somewhere in, and he was scurrying past him and he slap shotted it and and that's how this rat story kind of stuck about was yeah. the Panthers and the you know and this rat thing. So I just it just oddly came to mind when we're talking about the mask and so forth. Well, be good. We can oh, reach we, out to the Panthers. Well, reach out to yeah. sp- we need a spokesperson in the hockey league. We get you yeah. a slap shot on the head with your rat go. mask yes. on. Yeah, there you go. Animal cruelty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell them you're Maple Leafs fans, right? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> So yeah, so music, right? So that's yep. this this warp tour story. Oh yeah, right? so I, I out of high school, I dropped out of high school. Um, I went back eventually, and then went to college for a year and dropped out of that one. But I took my college fund and bought a camera, and I got uh, I ended up touring. I was making skateboard videos, snowboard videos, kind of having fun with that kind of scene. And uh, I luckily met the manager of Sum Forty One, and they hired me to tour around with them for almost three years maybe a little bit more and we ended up doing the warp tours and hanging out with all the bands and rubbing elbows with all the fun people it's a great time so that's another community that's a that that music scene that warp tour scene in the 2000s was a community like right. we would go to like people's houses in the then afterwards and some of the band's houses right you know We'd like end up at Fat Mike's house in in San Francisco and hanging out all night, and, you know, Byron from Pennywise hanging out in gym, and like we're like, dude, this is a really cool, supportive, yeah. really supportive scene. That punk rock scene was like everyone just helping everyone out. There was no animosity, and it was fun. It was a really fun time. Unfortunately, you know, cell phones all got better cameras than I could have, and everyone turned into a videographer. Yeah, yeah. So my camera was five thousand dollars. Right. Uh, uh, the iPhone films in five K now, but a hundred times better than my five thousand dollar camera in two thousand. So basically, everyone became a better videographer than me. <laughs> Not necessarily. We say maybe the quality, the the video might be quality, but usually it's going to be a whole lot of video that you're watching is like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah. the stabilization two, actually got better. Two hints too. when you're filming. Uh, look at the horizon. Keep it straight. And do not zoom as much as you think. Yeah, just stop the... zooming in and out. Yeah. yeah. Just film. Walk up. Walk down. That's, two, that's just, just secrets. All right. So, so welcome to Seamus' TED Talk on uh, videography. No, no, no. <laughs> you can watch my Instagram. So, actually, I you're doing most of the filming, yeah. I'm doing the dancing now. I know, I know. I, I guess I'm talent now. Yes, no, you I, are. Didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just know that what really bugs me when I watch videos is exactly that. Is the, you know, yeah. filming during an earthquake type. Well, usually when you're at a concert and yeah, you've been drinking, you know, that's a little hard to, yeah. yeah. But I, I think the camera's got a little bit better at stabilization, but... Yeah, we but, did a lot of... Yeah. We were yeah. partying yeah, back but, in yeah. the day. We did yeah. a lot of drinking. You know, yeah. well, we also... Yeah. We were in yeah. a mosh pit relatively recently. Like, yeah, we, yeah. We were just probably. making sure we still had it. Oh, okay. Know? I had yeah. snow ploy my way to the... Yeah, he, he, the you know, I'm a, a 150 pounds soaking wet, so we were in uh, the idol's pit, and uh, without him, I probably wouldn't have made it out. Well, so this was oldest, oldest guy in the pit, though. So this wasn't like an episode of uh, Canadian version of the Grown Ups uh, Adam Sandler movie, was it? Right to see if you still got it. Uh, well, yeah. well it was more to I, prove to myself, <laughs> not to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like Steve Buscemi hanging upside <laughs> down on the on the swing and like not dropping, just hit it. Yeah, well, maybe close to that. I was getting pushed around the oh. pit by a bunch of twenty year olds. Uh, so. no, yeah, right. All right, uh, Dad. Yeah, I was like, I'm out of my element. Okay, boomer. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah, I, yeah. I tell my kids, I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not a boom. I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm. You know what? I'm I'm totally happy standing in the back and leaning on the wall and enjoying the show now. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, but you know that energy's there, and you know it's it's kind of fun. No, no, and that's and that's what like this. Well, at least what our podcast and show is all about, right? I know it's as I've mentioned many times. The name I had the name first, and it just stuck. And I said, "What do I want to do with it?" And then it finally clicked with about the, doing the podcast, and then talking with Rob Burr. And he says it's like milkshakes and hand grenades, drums and rums. They don't seem to go together, except for that they rhyme. But yeah, no. it, it works. No, no? I, right. I, I, That's right. Yeah. Drumming's so. the drumming's the backbone of all good bands. So right. and, but you look, know what I mean, when and, rum, and rum is the backbone of all good liquor. Most, on good times. Yeah, exactly. Good times. The backbone of good times. Synonymous with vacation. Right. You know. yeah. So so yes, can you enjoy music without alcohol? Certainly. Right. So we know people do actually. You know, don't all. Not everybody drinks. Right. But. Um, for, for whatever the reasons, and uh, and that's actually one of the challenges it's having trying to have some drummers on who are in recovery, and it's like I could never get Ringo Starr on the show because you know, he's never going to pay attention, but he's also in recovery. You know, yeah. A couple other drummers too, but anyway, but yeah. you know, but you're always going to have for the most time you're having a good time, and this yeah. is what I try not to be negative. I try to be very much positive. Try to be right. Yep. We're having a great time, which we're doing right now. Yep. And well, I'm sure tonight and today we'll, it's we'll be definitely a fun night. we'll be running yep. into each other, and and the same thing about the the music part. Yeah, right. It there it goes hand in hand. Well, I especially so. where in the, you know where a lot of the rum is made is in the Caribbean. Yep, very the drum uh, drum forward exactly. kind of music. Right. That's yep. shaking those hips. That's, right. got, that's what I got to learn. Anyone want to give me some lessons? I'm in. <laughs> Please, we'll put a number oh, wait, across yes, the bottom. Yeah, I might Look, have to get here. some hips first. Make this an appeal video. Can you train string bean to dance? Yes, please, please send uh, your uh, donations to pay, the, your <laughs> GoFundMe. Uh, GoFundMe page. I, I think with the alcohol is everything in moderation. Uh, yeah. We really preach that. Uh, we, you have an AGOC license and your smart serve. You need to know body weight indexes and you need to know what someone can handle. And I think, you know, drinking in moderation can be healthy uh, enough. But, like, but it's when you get overboard. And I think if you're, if you're ever a rock star at one time in your life, it's no moderation. Oh. It's a party every night and a thousand people want to party with you. Everyone's got the drugs, they got the alcohol, they got the girls, they got the cars. And there's nothing moderate about that. So when you've, when you've lived a 10-year or 20-year rock star lifestyle, yeah, you're, you pretty much have to be in recovery from everything. Right. Not just alcohol, but just the lifestyle. And I think that's respectable. That's fine. That's right. just their journey. Right? Is, I wonder I'm just on a different journey. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> Not a rock star. And does most of the musicians nowadays that are coming up have learned some of that excess of the 80s and the 70s and 60s? Oh, yes. and, yeah. You know, I mean, they're not as crazy. People say there's no more craziness anymore in music. I mean, there is, but... Well, the, the, the interesting thing, like, you know, you talk about Gen X, like, Gen Z seems to have literally put the speed brakes on that, like, where... Mm-hmm. Like in the UK and Ireland specifically, like there was always there was the big binge drink culture, yeah. right? And chugging, chugging. Oh chugging. yeah, and you know, like from just the, the lifestyle in general, you know, like the, the joke about you know, what's the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral? One less drunk, you know. So like, <laughs> there's the culture that you're brought up with, guy. But the the Gen Z, like to my points earlier on. Like that's they're, fucked they're up, more you know that? Like they're, they're, yeah. they're not just going to go walk <laughs> they're, in. And they're going to spend the extra $10 on a good ball of booze yeah, they yeah. have on the shelf for two weeks. And enjoy it. And enjoy it properly and right. know that it's yeah. not additive. 
well, forward. And also, they're into psychedelics. You know, there's, there's a psychedelic movement happening, and everyone's expanding their mind because everyone seems a little bit fucked up from this pandemic. You can't wrap your head, head around yeah, it. It's like, supposed to be a non-swearing podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Beep. This is, this is Sunday at church here, the Church of Rum. That's right. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. just we'll just cut that you, beep, so, you can beep that out yeah, and the psychedelic part yeah, yeah. but the, uh, the Gen Z specifically like because the, uh, you know from being involved in this and trying to go it the right way like we talked about the, the product as soon as they find out that we're not a group of folk you know brewing it in our bathtub type yeah. like where and the taste you know speaks for itself like that's again appeals to the gen z because like you have that authenticity like you have that heritage they're the ones that are willing to do that a little bit more research right, right? so and i think everyone wants to travel too and that's what we're offering yeah. we're, if you can't afford to travel or you've got work and stuff you can kind you of get it. a travel in a bottle yeah. you can kind of experience panama and you want to experience you know Nicaragua, Costa Rica. You want to experience, you know Haiti. You want to experience the, anywhere. You know, Barbados. You have every style of those rums on your shelf, and you can kind of travel through, yeah. through the flavor of rum. Yeah. And that's what's that's why we wanted to stick with a single origin release because we want to bring the Panama to your shelf. Right. You know, rum passport. Rum yeah. passport. There you go. There you go. You another name. Yeah. Maybe call this pod, this one podcast rum passport. We'll start. Yeah. We'll. <laughs> The ideas are flowing. That's it. Once you prop open that bottle. Yeah. All right. So you guys ready for the the uh, rapid fire segment here? Did you know about that? No, no. Tell oh, us. That's about right. It. Yeah, because you you just learned about me yesterday. So you have yeah. no 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 context of what you've gotten yourselves actually into here. Nope. So, all right. So this is uh, what we do is we hit up all the guests with a rapid fire questions. Try to first thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. And uh, it's called in four sips or less. Okay. Okay. Now if this was a drum podcast. We do call it in four beats or less, but. Obviously, you guys are the rummers. All right. Yeah. So uh, since there's two guests here, we will go with uh, both of you to answer these questions. So number one, in four sips or less, neat or on ice? Neat. I, I like a cold drink, but yeah, neat first always. First drink neat, second drink ice. Okay. All right. And that's always the kickoff question for all the rummers. So everyone gets that question. Do not got buzzer? Beep. Beep. Our survey says. You're going to win fabulous prizes. All right, so in four sips or less, first rum you ever had? Lums. Yeah, Bacardi. Okay. Bacardi white rum, hangover. Oh. I was was 16. (laughs) All right, so here we go. So in four sips or less, sticking to the brand here, we're going to kind of stay along with it. Mighty Mouse, Mickey Mouse, or uh, Splinter? Splinter. Come on. TMNT. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad you said Splinter because we would have definitely probably gotten sued by Disney for, you know, making likeliness of. Yeah. I got a joke for your dad after this. Remind me on the Disney Okay, you got it. All right, so we're going to stay Canadian. Hey. G'day. Hey. Bob or Doug McKenzie? Oh, both so great. I'm gonna, I'll, go, I'll go with Bob. It's my uncle's name. I'll go with Bob because it's my middle name. <laughs> so for those of you who don't get the reference here, I guess if you're listening to this and you're Canadian. Exactly. You hey, get the reference. How are you doing there, eh? Oh, who wants some rummers? Okay, that's out for a rip, bud. Now, wasn't there a scene in, when they went to the, the, uh, the, the, the government store to yeah. go get his dad his beer and they brought in the, the mouse in the bottle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So that was like a, a scam you could do in high school. You could uh, get a case of beer and then throw, throw a mouse in, and the rep would come and drop a new case of beer off for you. And then just to avoid the lawsuit, the rep would just be like, we know you're doing this, assholes, and just drop you off. Sorry, sorry. So I don't know if it's a – I don't know, again, you guys are Canadian. You've got a, a, a brand that's called Rum Rats. Is there a tie here that you can play off on some no, social media? No, we will not replace – there's no rats in our bottles. Okay. Ever. There's not a rat that's near the distillery. It's nothing to do with it. You, and it cannot confirm or deny he did this. You're or, not getting you know. a free bottle. Yeah, have you, you heard the term screeching in? Have you heard, are you familiar with the... No. If you oh, go geez. to Newfoundland, like if you're there for the first time, you get screeched in. Yep. You have That's, to kiss the cod. Screech cards. is a rum. Yeah. Screech is a style of rum. It's uh, like a sour you, rum. You figuratively and literally have to kiss a fish. Yep. A cod. A cod. Okay. And then you get screeched in. You have to take a shot of screech. Out of the cod's mouth. Mm. No, it's good. No. But we're gonna we're, we'll rat someone in. We'll get the we'll we'll do the ratting in tonight. We'll give it a try. Yeah. You don't have to kiss any rats. Oh, you do, man. I'll wear the mask. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you gotta kiss the rat mask. All right. We'll get you in. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. So definitely, thank you. Now I know, like I said, I didn't come prepared because we weren't planning on this. But I'm definitely glad we did a little. We talked about a little bit of gorilla. Yep. Gorilla marketing, gorilla style, you know, again, if you have to get out there and claw against the, you know, bigger yeah, names to yeah. kind of make some recognition, it's kind of a little bit, I just travel with my stuff with me whenever I may run into somebody. I'm glad we actually, glad I did because I get a chance to meet you guys. Got to sit down here, learn about more about uh, Rum Rats, the story about you guys. Um, again, love it. Definitely, we're going to follow along here. Uh, so since I don't have it with me, I'm going to have to get your addresses. But normally, yeah. once you get on the podcast here, you're now gone through the rapid fire. You become alums of the podcast and the numerous folks that we've had on the show. Awesome. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll sync up later. Uh, so I can't present you something because I don't have it. Well, that's all so. the shirt up. So, all right, so, the shirt up. so there you go. So there, you go. there you go. We'll do a part two in Canada. There you go. So there you go. This is, uh, uh, yep. Go follow us on Instagram, The Rum Rats. Tag it. I'm throwing t-shirts around. Ask me for one. I'll send it to you. All right. There you go. Uh, anything. Anything rum-oriented. Rum so get it out there on social medias. Just follow us and we'll reach out. We're always available. Right. All right. So final wrap-up here. I know you just sound, look. You just kind of did it there. but The plug. The plug here, right? <laughs> what, what do you want everybody to do? What do you want to hit? Well, we're, we're uh, not trying to follow on anybody's footsteps. We're just trying to forge our own path here. Like, you know, we're... Uh, small company that we're trying to put our best foot forward here we want the rum to speak for itself we want to be personable we want to be genuine like we want to have a good time so and we want to be young dumb and full of rum either neither dumb nor responsibly young. responsibly, responsibly. Yeah. no binge drinking kids don't drink and drive we is that the name of, is that the name we're going to put on this podcast young dumb and full of rum yeah i think that's sure. a good one okay yeah. there we go that's gonna he's got be... a tattoo in his leg he's wearing trousers today <laughs> you want to pull my trousers down and show you no. that's all right <laughs> later no that's all right all right I, you know, I do wear a kilt now, but but we're not going there. <laughs> so, All right. well, thank you yeah, very much for yeah, having you us. Got it, guys. It's been a so, pleasure. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. This is fun. Yeah, we'll I appreciate it. Well, so we're going to have lots of rum we got a lot tonight more. At, yeah, so, uh, at the Miami Rum Renaissance. Everybody uh, will be here next year, too. So Miami Rum Renaissance. <laughs> there you See go. See us there. there Come to our booth. There you go. That's the plug we want. All right, guys. This is all with a pack. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, do all those things. You know what you need to do. And uh, appreciate you all for checking in. This is Paul with the Backbeats Meets Spirits. Cheers, y'all.